This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Well, good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We're in Genesis chapter 41 and uh, we're dealing with uh, with Joseph. Actually, we're in Genesis chapter 42. We're dealing with Joseph and his brothers have finally uh, come to Egypt because of the great famine in the land. We're in verse six. And uh, as we're going through it, uh, you see that uh, Joseph is maturing. He is he's maturing and he's becoming more and more uh, the man God called him to be, the man God made him to be. And uh, in this situation, uh, you would think that Joseph would want to uh, reveal himself to his brothers quickly and show how much he has uh, attained to, uh, kind of lord it over them. Now, there's going to be a little bit of lording it over them in the sense of he's going to test them and try them. But uh, oftentimes, when we're in certain situations, especially situations like this where he was, where a person's done wrong, oftentimes what we want to do is we want to, uh, we want to uh, punish them. We want, we want to see them suffer. We want to, we want, you know how it goes. You want, you want to see them have to pay what, uh, what, what uh, they caused you to suffer and pay that price, and and uh, that's just the natural uh, 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 sinful instincts of the individual that they uh they want to see uh see god uh punish them because of what has happened to them but that's not what joseph does here he is not he's not interested in that and you see a a young man who now is approaching 40 years old he's no longer becoming young he's middle-aged uh he uh, took over as head of egypt at 30 went through the seven years of plenty and now he's uh, a few years into uh, the years of drought and famine. The, uh, his brothers didn't come right when the famine began. Obviously, famines get worse and worse as the time goes by and less and less uh, food is available. And so they're coming probably while he's in his late 30s and they're coming to see him. And um, he's now had charge of Egypt for uh, a, a relatively long time, especially in these in uh, uh, these times. Uh, people didn't rule for long, long periods of time. Now, there are in world history uh, rulers that have ruled for uh, many, many decades, but those are rare. Usually, uh, rulers in uh, places like this would rule only for uh, three, four, five, six, seven years, and then it would be over. Then that uh, that reign would be over uh, because of death, uh, because somebody would have overthrown them because of some war or, or a situation like that. And so, um, he's been in charge of Egypt, uh, as far as world history is concerned for a pretty long time. And so, um, understanding that and understanding that he, he has had the opportunity to grow in that position, to grow and mature himself emotionally and mentally, and also uh, become a person that uh, is is wise, 
he, he is wise about how to deal with situations far more wise than he would have been seven, eight, nine years before. And, and far more wise than he would have been in his twenties when he was sold into slavery in Egypt. And so uh, this is a pretty neat situation that he finds himself in and he doesn't act in the common way that our motions would dictate. He acts in a way that's wise and prudent. And I love that about this, this story. It says, now Joseph was governor over the land and it was he who sold uh, to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed down before him with their faces to the earth. And, you know, you, if you were young, you'd want to go, boom. And, you know, uh, I, I told you that this would happen. It, it did happen. And he, he had his dream, and his dream uh, came about. It came about decades after he had the dream. But God's, uh, God's revelation, God's promises are yes and amen, and they're true. And uh, he had a vision of this happening, and it comes about. And I find that to be so um, interesting that, uh, that Joseph has figured it out and that even though uh, his dream and his vision have proven to be true, he doesn't have to gloat in it. He doesn't, have to, uh, he doesn't really have to say anything. And oftentimes in life, I'm going to tell you, uh, the best words to say are silence. And uh, his, his silence in this matter uh, proves uh, not only his maturity, but it also proves um, that he is wise enough to try to figure out uh, where his brothers have come from. He, he realizes and he's giving room for his brothers to have matured, for his brothers to have changed, for, for God to have worked in their lives also. And, you know, uh, I, I find that to be ex exciting and thrilling also. He says, Joseph saw his brothers and he recognized them, but he acted as a stranger to them and spoke roughly to them. Notice he's going to speak roughly to them because he's not going to give them any idea of who he is because obviously they don't recognize him. And and why would they? He's not going to be uh, have a beard uh, like he would have with them. He's not going to be... Uh, uh, the same physique, because even though he'd be the same size, uh, he's eaten well. He's had he's had he's been taken care of in Egypt, and so he's going to be stronger and he's going to be uh, uh, more uh, than he was when he was in his twenties. He 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 also uh, is is not wearing the same clothes. He's not in the same setting, and so they don't recognize him. And he's been in Egypt long enough for his uh, for his. Uh, uh, language, his, his his speech to change and him take on the speech of the, of the Egyptians. And so he said to them, where do you come from? Now, that's a great question because he knows the answer to the question. But the, but the answer to the question is, is two part. You know, where do you come from uh, <clears throat> can mean where, where, where did you grow up? And, and that would be a better way to ask it. Where did you grow up? Uh, the second meaning of that can mean, where are you coming from in your own heart, in your own mind? Who are you? What, 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 why are you here? Why are you in this place? What are your purposes for being here? And, and that is a much deeper question. That question requires a person to uh, look inwardly and, and try to reflect upon uh, why they are in the position they're in. Why, why, what motivates them to be where they're at? Uh, ask, being asked that question, and and what are the uh, outcomes they're looking for, and really that's uh, 
that's what uh, Joseph is asking. He's not asking where they come from in the sense of where did they grow up? Where do they live? Because he already knows the answer to that. He's asking them the question, where do you come from in the sense of why are you here? Uh, what is the purpose for you to be in this place today? And they said to him, from the land of Canaan to buy food. They answered, they answered from where they come from. And they also answered uh, why they were there also. So they understood that the question meant more, more than just their uh, locale of, of residence. It meant more than just where they uh, lived. It meant why they were there. And Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. And I, I think that is uh, uh, very interesting that they didn't uh, see him. They weren't looking to see him. He was dead to them as far as they were concerned. As far as they were concerned, uh, Joseph no longer existed. And you're going to see that here. Uh, so many times uh, in life, we, uh, we, well, we just set aside and say that uh, a situation is, is what it is and it's never going to change. And I do that also. Uh, I do it a lot of times in my own life. I, I'll sit down and I'll look at a situation. And I'll say, well, you know, that, that's never going to change. And then all of a sudden it'll show up uh, years later. Uh, and all of a sudden I realize that that situation did change. There is some maturing in that person or, or that person's uh, uh, financial background or, or, or their position in the world has, has, has increased or decreased. And uh, all of a sudden you realize that, you know, life is, is a dynamic uh, thing. It doesn't, doesn't remain the same. And God's work is a dynamic thing in other people's lives. And so just because you assume uh, things are going to be one way, they're not always that way, and they don't always end that way. It says, so Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. Then Joseph remembered the dream in which he had dreamed about them and said to them, you are spies. Uh, and uh, what he's saying is I, he remembered what God had said, and uh, he, he realized that, you know, uh, that God is fulfilling this, and he wants to make sure that everything that is said and done brings about the fulfillment of what God promised. And so as you have spies, you have come to see the nakedness of the land, and what that really means is the barrenness. That means the, the, the uh, inability of the land that he's ruling over, Egypt, uh, to withstand attack, to withstand uh, 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 armies coming in and uh, routing them because of the great famine. He's saying, you're spies. And he's accusing them uh, in many ways like they accused him uh, and uh, as a dreamer. And he realizes his dreams come true. And he's saying, he's saying you're, you're coming into, he's putting them on the defensive is really what he's doing. He, he's, he's placing them in a position where they've got to defend themselves and I'm going to tell you, uh, that that oftentimes can reveal how a person has grown and matured because the defensive posture uh, oftentimes reveals the maturity of the person you're dealing with. Uh, and they said to him, no, my Lord, but your servants have come to buy food. We are all one man's sons. Uh, we are honest men. You, your servants are not spies. And what they're saying is they're defending themselves as, as good people. He says, uh, they, they say, we, we're good people. And in, in, in Alabama, that would be, uh, well, that would be the way you'd say it. These, these are good peoples. Uh, they are. They're good people here. And, uh, and they aren't. They're not really. And, and Joseph knows that they haven't been good people in the past. But he's going to leave open the possibility that they're good people uh, now, that they've grown up, that they've matured, maybe that they even regret 
some of the things they did, especially the things they did to him. And so uh, they're looking at it, and he's looking at them, and he's going, all right, well, we're going to see how you are. Uh, they all they claim to be all one man's son. So a group of men, that many, uh, coming down into Egypt, uh, 10 men uh, would not have been, it would have not been out of the total ordinary for them to be 10 sons of the same man. But let me say this, the likelihood that you would have 10 sons in one man would have been very rare. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been impossible, but it would have been somewhat rare. And it would have been revealing that the likelihood is that that man had multiple wives, which would have told uh, Pharaoh that they were of, of some means and some wealth back from where they were from. And that would have been very important for you to see and understand. And, and it would have been important for uh, Joseph to see and understand. He, they're saying that they're from uh, a relatively important family and, and, and that they're all from the same father. And, and, and so that, that man must be of some uh, uh, means in order to have at least two, maybe three or four wives so that he could have that many sons. Because can you imagine if you had 10 sons, the likelihood is you'd had 20 children. And can you imagine that one woman would have given birth to 20 children? Well, it does happen. It has happened. Uh, I think there's a little bit of that in my family uh, heritage of, of having almost 20 children uh, back three or four generations, but that is not the norm. And, and by no means it would have ever been the norm back then also. And they said to him, no, my Lord, but your servants have come to buy food. We are all one man's son. We are honest men. Your servants are not spies. But he said to them, no, but you have come to see the nakedness of the land. And if you think about it, he would have good reason to believe that because it would have been somebody of importance coming down with that many uh, brothers in the same family. He said, no, but you have come to see the nakedness of the land. And they said, your servants are 12 brothers. Now he's adding two more brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And in fact, the youngest is with our father today, and one is no more. Uh, I think that is uh, very interesting. That's the way they present him. They present Joseph, who is the one that is no more, sitting before him. And he is, he is far from no more. In fact, he is more than they could have ever imagined him to be. In fact, he is the more that God had predicted in his word. He is the more that God had said would be uh, in his uh, in his dream and vision that he gave to Joseph, and so uh, they say that uh, allowing that uh, that uh, the ruler there that they're they're saying that to would see that not only are they not just ten, they're twelve, and they come from the same family, and they're saying we are starving and we need help. But what they're saying to uh, the rulers of Egypt is we are someone of importance. And that person of importance might be someone that would cause them problems down the road. But Joseph said to them, uh, it is as I spoke to you saying, you are spies. In this manner, you will be tested. By the life of Pharaoh, you shall not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Now, what he's going to do is he is going to test them. And he's testing them for, for reasons. This is not, this is not uh, a uh, test for the purpose of, of getting revenge. He is not seeking to, uh, 
to hurt them. But what he's seeking to do is to find out, first of all, his full-blooded brother is the one they're speaking of that's left behind with their father. And second of all, he is going to uh, see, uh, put them in into a test, a struggle. He's going to imprison them and allow them to see uh, themselves in, in a place where, uh, you know, things might not be looking too well for them. And he's going to see what character comes from that. And oftentimes, uh, we find ourselves in those tests in life. And, uh, the character that comes out really is not that good. It's not, it's not, it's not a, uh, good character. Uh, James chapter one says, count pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Well, oftentimes when people are in the, in the place of suffering, in the place of trial, in the place of uh, struggle, uh, their character comes out and their character is proven to be not too good. And so uh, he's seeing if their character has grown because their character was not real good before. And uh, he knew that and it caused them to do the things that they did to him. But it not only did that, it caused them to uh, cause their father a lot of pain and suffering, especially uh, dealing with Shechem and dealing with uh, uh, the the people of the land that they come from. And so he says, uh, send one of you and let him bring your brother and you shall be kept in prison that your words may be tested to see whether there is any truth in you or else by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. And so you kind of see that, uh, uh, that he puts them all in prison. It says in verse 17, so he put them all together in prison three days. He's going to put them in prison. He's going to let them uh, think about their situation. Uh, you know, they don't know they're going to get out in three days. They don't, they don't even know uh, what's going to happen tomorrow, that they might be all killed and uh, their father uh, left without any sons except for one Benjamin. They don't know uh, the situation that they find themselves in, and uh, they don't know what the future is. And so that's going to develop their character. That's going to push them into a place where they've got to decide who they really are and what they really believe and uh, and what they're willing to do in order to save their family and save themselves. And, uh, you know, God does that for us. He puts us in a position where our character can be tested and refined and matured. And I would say to you that uh, it's important that you see that life has that, uh, has that, uh, uh, those turns in it. God, God gives us uh, uh, tests, temp- temptations, uh, happen to us in our own flesh. They don't come from God. Uh, we do suffer and we do struggle and all those things ultimately God uses for the good. Even those things that are temptations to us, God uses for our good. And, uh, these brothers, uh, they need a little bit of, uh, struggle. They need a little bit of, uh, problems. Well, because, uh, Joseph's not going to reveal himself if they're the, if they have remained the same, if they've not changed and they've not grown up, he's not going to uh, reveal himself to them. Why? Because uh, he does not want them messing up what God is doing for him in the place where he's at. And so many times that does happen in life where um, we have to leave our family and go and do what God has called us to do in a place uh, separate from them because they're not willing to mature and be who God's called them to be uh, in the situation that God's placed them in. And so um, in many ways, you'll find that in the church, 
the Bible says there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And that's talking about Jesus, but that's also talking about the kingdom. And oftentimes in the kingdom, we find people that we are closer to, that uh, we spend more of our lives with, that we invest in our futures with uh, far more than even family members. And the reason that happens is because uh, the family members are not willing to do what God has called them to do. They're not willing to grow and mature. Maybe they're not even people of faith, and uh, and that separates us from them. It's a sad thing. It sometimes is a very difficult thing. And people, uh, the the bigger city you're in, the easier it is to uh, see this uh, as a possibility. But in the smaller areas that we live in across this country, uh, oftentimes it's very difficult to leave our family, even though uh, in the midst of uh, walking with God, uh, we realize that they're not willing to walk with God. And in this situation, Joseph is trying to determine whether or not he's ever going to reveal to his brothers who he really is. Because if they're not uh, people that have been grown and matured by God, if they're not people who have figured out uh, their wrongs and have learned from their wrongs, then he cannot afford for them to be in his place where he has uh, built his own life. He's built a life that honors God. He's built a life that's revealed uh, God to Pharaoh. He's built a life that has caused him to have family and children, and he does not want them to be a part of it if they uh, continue to be who they are. And the reason is, is because uh, the two are incompatible. Uh, our, our past natures and God's new nature that he gives us cannot be together as one. And so, uh, you know, that's the last thing we, we can learn from this is that uh, sometimes God takes us out of our families so that we can mature and grow and become uh, in a way that we would have never done had we remained with them the whole time. And in that maturity and in that growth, he, he says, you know, look, uh, your family can come along, but they can only come along if they're willing to mature and grow also. And uh, those are good lessons to learn. And uh, they're strong lessons to learn. And they're hard lessons to learn. And uh, most of the lessons in my life that are the most difficult to learn were the things I had to learn about myself uh, that came from where I came from. And uh, when I figured those things out and figured out the good that was given to me and strengthened it and figured out the things that were maybe not quite what they should be and rejected those things, that's what made uh, me who I am. And it makes you who you are. And so I would encourage you to always do that, to always... Uh, Look at yourself, look at your life, and figure out what God's doing and uh, figure out what God is working in and allow him to make you different because you don't always have to remain the same. In fact, God is changing us all the time. And if you allow him to, he will ultimately bring about his very, very best in your life. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.